The Kabbalion is an enticing book about energy which many have pondered about and devoured. Enjoy this candid and energized discussion from the EI Alliance archives and follow the whole Kabbalion podcast series from EI Alliance and find our books and ebooks on Amazon. Kabbalion, a conversation by Julie Benetti and Susan Barbaro, is a production of EI Publishing in association with EI Alliance, copyright 2018. Visit eipublishing.com for more. Music for this series is courtesy of New Threads, copyright 2018, from their self-titled album, Available Now. This is Susan Barbaro, and this is our second, uh, our, our, our second uh, podcast talking about the Kabbalion, and I'm here with Julie Benetti. Hello. And uh, we're going to start talking about a very powerful um, principle. It's the second principle, and it's the principle of correspondence. Can I just interject? I have a really, uh, it's so funny. Every time, yes, I'm gonna. That wasn't a question. Put up your (laughs) toes. So every time I read this, I know what it is. And I can't, I don't know if it's because I'm a writer or what, but I can't get beyond correspondence as in writing a letter. It's the funniest thing. It's a different, it's a different, a different, um, Definition for, right. the, for, the, yes. for the word. Yet what I'm what I'm talking about is my mind always wants to go to writing okay, a letter. Who's and so it's funny that it keeps on it's trying to go into that corresponding. It's a corresponding. Right. What corresponds? Yes. So it could be you know opposites. <laughs> it could be one to the other. It could be exactly. And so that's that's what I just wanted to interject. So go ahead. So it's I mean the the quote from the Kabbalion is as above so below as below so above and so um this is talking the the part that makes this such a powerful uh principle to me is the uh, we use it all the time in science it's it's a powerful um and it, it talks about how do you understand something that you can't see how can you understand something that you can't touch how can you, I mean, it's almost like mm. if you see, you know, you go and, and you see a, a little dog, a little puppy, and you're like, oh my God, he's so cute. And you're like, how do you know you don't go over and, and you're going to pat him and it's, he's got all prickle, you know, it's all like a porcupine. How do you know that? Well, because you can course, it, it's a correspondence of you, you, you've touched a dog before. Mm. It could be the same kind of a dog and he's in his, his fur is soft and, you know, they look up, their little puppy will look up and lick you in the face. And so you can use that correspondence of some experience. And then you can look at the dog that maybe you can't access. Maybe they're in a house or, you know, someplace where you can't. And you can, you can, you know, that's a little bit of how we use it as well as science uses it. Go ahead. You want and to so say the, something? Well, the, no, well, the, well, I'm <laughs> no. just thinking because it's funny that you brought that up because I'm not going to say I disagree, which you love to say me but what i am gonna say is to complement that the real this is like the real simple um version of it is so you know that so because you know that the things that you think you don't know you know as well right 
And so not, why are you You're just disagreeing. No, I'm not, but you never disagree with me either, although you like to say you are, which I is funny. I don't. Because that's the principle of correspondence right there. So now when you say that, I'm going to say, hey, that's the principle of correspondence. I'm going to say, yeah. go write a letter. <laughs> <laughs> what, but what I what what this you're funny <laughs> a for effort that's what I'll give you um so what that's a that's right I stole your words for once instead right. of you snaggling mine so yeah this is really funny because what I also want to say is what you say all the time you say your dad used to say to me this is when I look at it this is the most wonderful spiritual weasel clause there mm, is. Mm. Because it's like, oh my God, I don't know that. I could not begin to know the mysteries of the universe. Well, because you know other things. Mm. Of course you know the mysteries mm. of the universe. It's kind of like a mm. reverse weasel clause, which, you know, is great. Which, if you kind of go with that, and then you go back to the principle of mentalism, and you go, oh, the mind. Well, of course, it's all created by the mind, and now I'm going to project. So you might want to stop me. But it's all created by the mind, and we're all connected to the all. So, of course... Oh wow! So what happens above, below? It makes all it makes all so sense. So the only thing I want to say is um, I'm not is that the, the principle because we just went right into it because we read this <laughs> we read it, but the principle basically says is if you can understand a, a plane and they use the words planes that we're in various planes in this world. If you can understand what occurs on one plane, they all correspond to one another. So, like I said, I can look outside and I can, um, you know, see how the wind blows and a tree moves. Well, because I know that happens here. We're in Massachusetts. Well, if, if I see or hear of the winds blowing out in Utah somewhere, I can assume that trees are blowing because it's, it's, it's the same plane, different. And they're actually using that. So, actually, the planes, so that's a good example on the physical yeah, plane because they take this physical mental and spiritual planes. So where I was going to go from there is talk about the planets. I mean, and they're going out and they're measuring things based on, um, you know, of course, but they, they, you know, look up at a telescope and they see, they measure the, how much a planet or a star has moved. And I mean, if we look through us, you know, um, you know, you know that, you know, it may be, I don't know. And, you know, you can move an inch or two inches, but that's not that the planet actually moved two inches. It's it's corresponding to the to the you know the magnifying, the magnifying lens. Well, you look on like you look on a map, and they have that little what is that? Chart yeah, the called? scale. Yeah, a scale. So a scale of meters. Right, or but it's it's and so you're using what we know here, and they're actually doing it as well with, well, actually they're not doing it with dark matter. They're looking out and they're seeing things aren't moving certain planets. And I'm not a science, so, you know, they can go on and say, you got it wrong and that's fine, whatever. But the thing is that they're looking, as I understand it, they're looking out and they're expecting um, certain planets or stars to uh, orbit a certain way based on physics and they're not doing it. And so that's where they're saying there's this dark matter, this dark energy. And they're looking out, way out in space to do it. Whereas, um, I'm going to say, we are made of space, everything that came from space. So wouldn't we find dark matter and dark energy right here amongst us? Why would we need to look so far out in space? I'm sure there's certain, you know, and I, I know I'm making it a simple example, yet... I mean, so well. Actually, you 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 exhibited that's exhib 
exhibiting the law of correspondence right there. I mean, when you're taking the manifestation from this physical, spiritual, and mental plane, I mean, wh why is there any difference between anything? I mean, that's a real simplitude to say it that way. Yet what you just said, you know, when I, you, you explain it better, you might want to explain the weasel clause, but what I, you know, saying that, I mean, you can, why can't you prove anything? Hey folks, Julie and I do a whole lot of talking, but you know, a lot of that comes from self-reflection and really looking at our lives and things that didn't make sense. And we sat down and figured out the questions that were important to us and some of the philosophy behind it. And we put it together in a journal. Ooh. Check it out. And who doesn't love a good journal? Get your favorite pen and just get writing. Hey, it's Julie here, and we have to do this interruption really quick because we only have a couple of seconds because we're interrupting some good content, wouldn't you say? I'd say. And what are we interrupting for? That was too long of a gasp. We're interrupting to say we have ebooks, books, and podcasts galore. I mean, so everything you think you don't know, you actually know. So when you, you know, sometimes when you go against your intuition or when you, I mean, a lot of people say, you know, I've had a feeling of this or whatever, and they don't go by their gut feelings. They don't go by, and that, so that's because we don't, simple Because too. we don't believe it. And I think if you understand the principle of correspondence, and it doesn't mean I have, we have a hundred percent of the answers because mm -hmm. we're always learning something new. We're always understanding things different. And so the only thing I ever throw in is to be open-minded. Yet, yet, we can't say we don't know anything. I mean, Einstein sat there and came up with all these, you know... Um, Incredible theories that mathematicians and, had to prove. And, and, and so yeah. now they're proving it. Yeah. And it's like the difference between what, what they're saying here and science is science says something and then they need proof. And then they say, okay, we can go with it. What this is saying is you understand something, you take it as being, you know, a possibility, and then you move from there. It does. I didn't call it a truth, but it's a well, possibility and a possibility based on a really a, a, a straightforward rationale. It's me using the idea of a puppy. I can look at it and, you know, I may not be able to pat it, but I can understand why I want to pat it. And, and it's interesting because now that I think of why my mind goes to correspondence is writing a letter, because when you write a letter, you know, there's a feeling that you write a letter, you're writing a letter to someone in the old days of Jane Austen or whatever you want to say. When people wrote letters, even emails, you, you're looking for a correspondence, a reply. So you know there's a kind of condition there where there's a an equal give and take or a reply. And, you know, with that the principle of correspondence as above, so below, as below, so above, it just simply states that that's the way it is between all those planes. And so um, it says, um, knowledge of the principle of correspondence enables man to reasonably, reasonable, isn't that funny? I always mm -hmm. read things differently. Enables man to reason intelligently from the known to the unknown. And my whole thing about this is the weasel clause in this mm. is that if I say, oh, these people are, you know, I don't mean people, so it's like, oh, those, those people are stupid. And I can say, well, I just know that because, you know, I dealt with some certain kind of person. Well, that's small-minded. I never said that to work in this plane of correspondence, you know. It's not a knowing. 
it's a it's a being open minded to anything being possible, yet turning off that switch that's oh I don't know nope nope I don't know that it's like really and I think there's something more to that I think we you know I think the problem with this if I think about nowadays is the weasel clauses people say well, I know that. Mm. That teacher's going to fail me. Honey, I know it. That's what they do. This teacher doesn't like me. And it's like, wait a second. Well, now you're blending into the mentalism, the principle of mentalism. You know, it's kind of funny because when you were just saying that, I thought of, you know, we love libraries. I thought of you walk into a library and you know you're going in there to get something that you want to learn more about and you want to know something about. Yet in the library, there's a lot of unknowns in there, but there's a lot of knowledge. So it's there. You know, so there's a there's a variance in that correspondence for everything that manifests in the spiritual, mental and the physical plane that there's a knowing that maybe that your mind says, OK, this is all I know, yet it's still just your mind. And if you go back, I mean, this is where it becomes very layered. If you go back to the principle of mentalism, the first one that, of course, bleeds through all of them as well, if you go back to it. So your mind knows, but your mind's connected to the all. It goes back to that, that so whole I, cycle. So you know you know everything, yet it's not, you know, that judgment aspect of, okay, you know, like you said. So I don't agree with you, you because you know what? There's a part of that that's hard. There's a part of that that you don't know how much is it my perspective is off. I mean, we talk about that all the time. We think we know something. Yet our perspective is off. And so the, what the principle of correspondence is saying is that you can intelligently reason from the known to the unknown rather than saying, you know, my perspective is off. I have no idea. So I, I, I hear you. And what I think is that people can get into trouble if you read this. You just said intelligently reason and that is the weasel freaking clause of this you could i'm gonna say it. you could talk to a well you just read it i know but where i'm going i'm Wait, reading you know. in between stop <laughs> it i'm going into the reading what's in between mm. there's your goddamn weasel that's clause. what i'm telling that's right and so what i'm saying is that that's again it's not being said how do you and and so julie and i do a lot of work i constantly like Wait a second. I get a, what I think I know. I don't know, and I and so this is what I think the key is to this is if you it is based in a based in a judgment, you don't know it. That's not a truth, mm. and truth is a reasonable and reasonably intelligent. Yet the problem becomes I can sit here and and you can maybe or someone listening could say, well, there's a she's saying something. There's a judgment. I don't hear it. Because I just think it's a truth. And I constantly, it's like peeling a, a layer of, you know, an onion. Keep pulling the layers mm. of what's, what is a reasonably intelligent, you know, a, a correspondence and not a judgment. And that's, I think, is just so important because that can, that can backfire on you. Well, it's interesting because the weasel clause, too, is that this Thanks, Dad. principle <laughs> of correspondence enables man to reason intelligently yeah. it doesn't say every man has the key and is going to successfully 
reason yeah. intelligently. So, it enables me. So you got a key to the front door. But if you bang it down, you can get in as so well. So where I go with this is I'm not interested in, in fixing anybody. I'm not interested me in neither. telling people they're right or they're wrong. Mm -hmm. Because who the hell am I to decide whether what someone's doing is right or wrong? <clears throat> So I always go to myself. So how do I move in that space of, of keeping judgment at bay and consistently being open-minded and reasonable, reasonably um, try to figure out something without bringing in, I'll call it baggage. I mean, we all have it. We all grew, and it's not bad. We all grew up with tradition. We all grew up with habits, and we all grew up with being told certain things. And you and I keep trying to undo it and undo it and undo it. Yet, that seeps in, and everyone's on their own path. And it's not about me telling anyone. So it's how do I do it? I mean, that's the question I ask. And so what I would ask too, in relation to that, is don't you think there's a reason why this is the second principle? Because the first one is mentalism. So Julie, we wrote 10 plays of the Enter Scripts. Yes. Do they seem believable to you? Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? They're a hoot. I relive them most of the time. <laughs> but they're not traditional magic scripts. No, they're not. It's real magic based okay. in energy. It's cool stuff. And everybody can do it. That's right, everybody can. Here it is again. Trump's in the news. He's in the news? What could he be in the news for now? <laughs> He's always in the news. Every time you turn around, it's something coming from the mass media. But, you know, nobody talks about the real stuff. Well, somebody does. That's right. Check out our podcast, Oprah versus Donald. Oprah, can you hear us? You're wondering what's it about? You can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. When I say hologram, does it make you think of how the sum of the parts equals the whole? Also, how the whole is represented in the parts? It does for me, because the whole picture and the details are important. That's why Susan and I put five parts in our book, Energetic Invocations, A Book of Vibrational Change. Self, Journey, People, Environment, and World. Each part is important in detail, but also as a part of your whole life. Work on the parts? and work on your whole life. Change can happen. Energetic Invocations and Energetic Invocation Series available now on Amazon. Download the ebook today or get the paperback. Yeah. And if that's the Kahuna principle, then how do you do it? Quite possibly mentally. So in the structure of the principle of mentalism, in, in overlaying the principle of correspondence, you know, you probably have, a, I'm not going to say 80, 20, 90, 10, 99% chance well, of reasoning intelligently. Do you know what? You have 100% of awareness. Mm. You have 100% of awareness. So when you go and I'm going to sit there and I'm going to say, I understand this. I know how this works. I may not know 100% because we don't know 100% of anything. I don't care who you are. And, but I can reasonably, intelligently, you know, make a move. I don't, I don't, I want to say assumption, a, whatever, as to how something else works. And, and when you're talking about a mechanical thing, it's a little bit easier. You know, if you look, you know, you get just to, to science as to how, but, but if you go into, but isn't that a huge leap? Because what you just said is, okay, so then 
in knowing this, I can begin to possibly know what I don't know, know the unknown. And, and that's all the, the principle of correspondence is saying. Right. And I, that's just a huge leap I, I, from I'm the beginning of our conversation to all here. All I'm saying, I'm not you're disagreeing. <laughs> Wait a second. I'm, 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 I understand what you're saying, and I agree with you. Where I go is because I always bring it to, you know, Julie's always out there and I'm always more here and I try to ground it. Like, well, how do I do it better? That's what I ask. How do I understand that principle, but how do I put it into use in a non-judgmental way? And I think at least if I have the awareness, if I, you know, I go and, you know, I grew up in Italian background. Mm -hmm. My father used to sit there and, you know, we'd say things about Italians, joke about... But if I want to make an assumption as I like all Italians or I don't like all Italians, that's pretty presumptuous. Mm. That's me bringing in something that I believe, yet the truth is, what is being Italian? I mean, there, there are certain mm. things, but I, I can't say that. And so if I come and someone steps in and they're Italian, I'm like, oh, that means you eat meatballs and have spaghetti on Sundays. Well, who the hell am I to say that? And if I assume that because I grew up that way, which I didn't, but if I did, and then I say, so everybody who's Italian heritage just does the same thing. That's, you know, and it can sound like it's a good thing. Oh, we, we know it's a good thing, yet I'm, I'm, I'm bringing in a judgment. Well, well, you're also fine-tuning it just to the physical plane. So when you take the physical, the mental, and the spiritual, um, and as I said, being, I'm simplifying. And I'm simplifying. well, the law of correspondence is pretty intense. That the principle of correspondence and, and simplifying it in just one realm. Okay, so is, I is will doable. jump. I'm going to make the leap it's right doable. now. If I'm going to say that that what I how I am here is how I must be on the other side when I'm not here, when I've passed on before I've been born, then that's assuming that the things that I understand about here is how I'm going to be. If I'm funny here, because I think I'm freaking funny, I must be freaking funny on the other side. No comment. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that, so you, you know, you bring it to the spiritual. I don't even, I'm even saying even from the so physical to again, physical is a challenge. So again, you're, 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 you're expressing bringing it to the spiritual through a physical way. But so that's it's, the it's planes, just generically the spiritual the, the mental and the physical and the manifestation on all and just even, you know, our thought and our process of thought. I mean, you were, it's funny, yeah, you, were talking, you, talking talking you were talking about patting a dog. You were talking about patting a dog and knowing what that is. And because you know it, what you don't know, you also know. Okay. So what I'm trying to do is I'm bringing it in a very practical understanding and I don't mean because if I can do it on a practical way I can start to begin on a spiritual way I because as, as we go further on it says we can't understand the all we can never understand it we're a part of it but it's something that we can't understand and so if it says it in there don't give me that funny look <laughs> and so where I'm going is if I can start to begin to understand it on a simpler level then I can begin to understand it on a grander level. 
Right, and that's that's exemplified in this statement. There are planes beyond our knowing, but when we apply the principle of correspondence to them, we are able to understand much that would otherwise be unknowable to and us. And the only thing I would say is that you have to get rid of any bias. You have to be very, just, you know, very, very simplified. Very simplified, because if you have a bias or a judgment, then you can't apply that law. Isn't that a bias and a judgment? Well, I Isn't mean, that you know something? A bias and a judgment? I guess we all, you know, I, I just think that if I'm going to do it in the most powerful, potent way, I have to pull out any bias I have about anything. I like a sunny day, I like the sun shining. Well, you know, if that happens up in Antarctica, then, you know, we're all in trouble. If it sunshines all the time, and, you know, then we're in trouble. It could be really cold. Well, I'd be able to take I'm beautiful saying photos. that if you take your bias out of it. So this is going to be interesting to see how we go as we move on. Well, here's, so, a, you know, here's another, it's, it's funny because, you know, this might be part of the weasel clause too here. The ancient hermeticists considered this principle as one of the most important mental instruments by which man was able to pry aside the obstacles which hid from view the unknown. I couldn't agree with that more. Yet I'm going to still go back to, and if you can be unbiased, you can get to more of a powerful truth. If you have a bias, you've lost it. Good. <laughs> Until next time. This has been a production of EI Publishing in association with EI Alliance. Listen to other episodes and visit eipublishing.com for the transcript of this series as an ebook and to find more energized podcasts and books. Find New Threads self-titled album New Threads on iTunes, Spotify, Bandcamp, or at newthreads.us. Thank you for listening.